0: Once forged in the fires of PR and journalism, Curtis Dewar and Corey Westbrook united to create C Squared. Then I jumped on the bandwagon. I'm your host, Aliyah, and this is Heavy Business, a podcast where we talk to music industry professionals and musicians and learn together about the music industry, marketing, and other tools that can help you promote the music you put so much effort into creating hello and welcome this is heavy business i'm curtis i'm alia and we're here talking to kyle adisi from heathen and invicta kyle we're trying this again we tried last (laughs) week and and curtis kept losing internet so welcome back
1: thanks thanks for having me back
0: thanks for being accommodating (laughs) with your schedule yeah it's no problem (laughs) So we had gotten, you know, we lost a good bit of conversation that we had, but we were talking about touring and, um, you know, what it's like touring and as a smaller or, you know, starting band and stuff like that. So I just don't know where to start with this touring thing. Curtis, do you know where, where to start with this?
2: Um, I have no idea. So why don't we just like talk out of our asses, I guess? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well... Well, how about
2: this like if we want to just talk about his touring in general like um why don't we we start like kyle like right from the beginning like you've been doing this for a couple of years now and um i mean mainly for heathen obviously and you've done a little bit for invicta but heathen's kind of like your main touring thing right now um why don't you kind of go over a little bit about how you kind of got into it i guess
1: okay yeah uh so uh basically um a couple of years ago uh invicta made a music video and in that music video i wore a heathen shirt because i've been a fan since like high school and uh sent, i was sent i just i had craig in on facebook and i just sent it to him being like you know one of those like cold call like hey dude i'm wearing a heathen shirt in my music video if you want to check it out you you sent a youtube link of your video is that what you did yeah um, that's awesome because and, just, just because
0: you're wearing his band shirt i like that.
1: yeah i was like i'm wearing a heathen shirt if you want to check it out and uh you know he checked it out and he's like okay this is actually pretty cool that was for the sacred scourge music video um and then we kind of like ever since like just kind of kept in contact and like he was like oh do you guys have management do you guys have a record label blah 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 and he was like genuinely interested in the band um, and then we could, yeah, we kept in contact and he, he helped us put out our new record Triumph and Torment. And, uh, in between that time we had done several, you know, zoom calls and stuff, just like, kind of like just getting to know each other and like, just talking, like, you know, just getting advice from a, from a pro. Right. So, um, and, uh, in March of 2021, they had, you know, posted their tour dates that they were doing in Europe. I forget if it was either the Testament ones. exodus or the toxic headlining ones i can't remember which ones but um i basically messaged him as like hey dude like if you need like a merch guy or any kind of tech like let me know because i want to get out of this goddamn house and get on the road and uh he he the only thing he responded back with was what if i asked you to play guitar and i was like uh yeah like for sure And then, you know, I had to audition and, you know, put in the work um, because there's a few other dudes that I was like the last dude uh, that I'm aware of, like like the last dude that they kind of considered just because I was a last minute, you know, thing. He's like, oh, yeah, this guy plays, you know. Um, And so, yeah, I auditioned and uh, got the part and I've been touring with them ever since, uh, you know, I think our first date was like June 1st or something like that of 2021. So. Or twenty twenty two. You're wrong. Twenty twenty two March. I don't know. It's all a blur now.
0: It is kind of a blur. Like that whole chunk of like three years is just all like
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? <laughs> but basically, yeah, like when touring started again. Yeah, It's 2022. Sorry. And then June first, twenty twenty
0: two. Yeah. And what was the ad- audition process like?
1: Um well it was he just asked me to learn the song hypnotized which is their probably one of the most tough songs um and make a video of it and send it so uh i've been a heathen fan for quite a some time so i i knew i was filling in for lee so i just learned i learned the song by ear as best as i could um and i learned lee's parts i didn't bother with any of the other guitar parts i just because I've seen like videos of them playing it so many times I knew which parts he played Um, because on the record it's it's tough to tell because they do a lot of layering Um, and so I just played those parts learned those parts kind of watch videos I would like a b the song and like videos of them playing it and just kind of watch where his hand is and then just figure out the sounds coming from that area of the guitar and um, yeah, they, they, they like the way that I played it. I had, I only had like two or three days to learn the thing, um, because my girlfriend at the time she was moving across the country for, so I live in Kitchener, Ontario, about uh, an hour West of Toronto, uh, on the East coast. My girlfriend at the time was moving to Vancouver, which is 4,000 kilometers away. Um, so we were going to drive and it was just like that whole week was really hectic. Um, so they're like, okay, well, you have till this date to give us a video. And I'm like, well, I'm not even going to be here. So I actually have till like two days from now to do to learn the song, practice it, and get a video. So I called into work sick that day being like, yeah, I can't come in, guys. And I just, you know, busted my ass for like 24 hours straight and uh, made the video. And then I uh, got the call being like, yeah, you're the guy. That's insane.
0: Yeah, yeah it's like, really...
1: It really helps, um, you know, and, like, I know some of the other guys that auditioned as well, and, like, they're killer guitar players, like, far better technically than me. Um, But it it just really helped that Craig and I had kind of formed this friendship over the last couple years just online. And, you know, he knew my work ethic, knew that, like, when it comes to, like, music and stuff, being professional and stuff is, like, super important to me. Um, You know, I'm a very silly dude and I don't take you know things too seriously but like when it's time to get to work it's time to get to work you know what I mean um and like he you know we kind of formulated this friendship and he trusted me which is uh which is pretty cool so yeah
0: so you've toured a lot with Heathen and you've toured some with Invicta as well what are like some of the major differences between like how those tours are run
1: yeah uh, that that's excellent um so when i've toured with invicta or the raider tour i just did filling in for them or my the apoc tour that i did a few years ago um those kind of local tours um the main difference is you know you don't have like a designated tm that knows all this information you kind of just know the venue and sometimes have a contact at the venue and then sometimes or they give you okay get here by x time get here by x time and you're like okay you kind of just wing it every day pretty much you don't really know what's going on you don't know any parking information you don't get any buyouts or per dms you don't get you know it's like um it's very bare bones just kind of throw and go every day um whereas uh with with heathen um it can be like that sometimes because Heathen is one of those legacy bands that's like kind of getting back into touring because they were out of touring for like 10 years or whatever um so some of the shows can be pretty similar in that in that sense but then you know when we tour with you know bigger acts like we just did this overkill tour or two overkill tours um in the spring summer um you know there's a tm there's you know the the venues are like proper venues not just you know little dive bars or breweries and stuff not saying that those aren't fun to play or you know that those are um it's just a it, it completely different realm right so playing playing a place like um the the palladium or whatever in new york versus playing uh, o'brien's pub in cambridge uh it you know, it's it's a pretty weird thing because you, you play one the one day and then the next day on the same tour, it could be the opposite. You never really know. So um it's it's a day by day thing. The difference is really
0: and that's an interesting um I think that all of us in like kind of upstart upstart bands, we're all familiar with the drawbacks of playing smaller um and like less professional. I guess venues. For but sure. What do you think are some of the benefits of playing those types of venues?
1: Um, like what do you enjoy about it? I think I kind of. To me, it's a there's a, something about it that's a bit more rock and roll. Of just like fuck it, dude. Let's let's put on a show. Like, you know, um, some of the f- most fun shows I've ever played are in small little tiny venues that shouldn't be venues there's a there's a couple little spots when heathen did the headlining tour um in Europe or our off dates with the testament run that we would play like these small little clubs um that like hold like you know 100 people but like it would be packed and the crowd is crazy you know uh it, which is it's a different vibe than you know playing a festival with thousands of people I love both of them for different reasons, but it's it's a way more intimate rock and roll kind of vibe. Even like we used to have this venue in Kitchener, Waterloo here called The Boathouse, and the cap was like 110 people. And whether it was Invicta playing or APOC playing or Raider playing or even like my Iron Maiden cover band playing, and there's a couple other bands in the area. Um, but like we would like pack like 250 people in this tiny place and it would be a sweaty gross rock and roll mess you know and it it was just always a fun vibe there's never any problems and there's something cool about that of like that like the underground scene um, yeah that that I love for sure
0: yeah there's something about that underground scene thing like the authenticity of it like genuineness of it that's so important to rock and metal i think yeah and and the culture overall
1: yeah i i completely agree i think i uh, you know metal was always an underground oriented true fan kind of style of art form where it's like you know obviously like this is the really big acts that are you know poppy and like you know just do the singles and like um you know kind of do that thing but you know there's that huge niche of people that still you know listen to full albums and like love you know shittier production stuff for the sake of it being kind of shittier production or like I don't know it's just like something metal about it like of just being you know extreme in that kind of way being different I guess
0: yeah but I don't think That's not to say that being bigger, playing bigger bigger venues is like the quote-unquote selling out or whatever.
1: No, no, not at all. I think, you know... Right. Like, I think, you know, I, I love bigger bands that are still... The only thing that I have a problem with is really, like, stadium shows just because you lose that intimacy of really being able to... If you have to watch someone from a screen, I think that sucks. But, like... Just as a fan, you know, I'm like, oh, I didn't come here to watch a screen. I came here to watch, you know, but
0: yeah.
1: but like,
0: I do that's... still go to some of those shows sometimes. Oh, I'll, yeah. I mean, but, like, yeah, I get you.
1: You know, I'm not going to pass out past, uh, you know, seeing a big band that I love, you know, like so um it's not I'm not shitting on that. I'm just saying for like that underground metal seeing. Uh, even like a bigger band in like a small little place. I remember playing a show in Sudbury at this—I forget what the venue was called. Um, Sudbury is about five hours north of where I live, and there was, like show posters all around because it's just a, like one of those routing cities. Um, and there's like you know, what's behemoth... a routing
0: city, if I may ask?
1: Um, like basically a city that just gets a band uh gas money. You know what I mean? It's just between it's like two the in bigger, between two bigger yeah between okay. two bigger markets. There's you know it a B or C market that like is just like okay we're gonna stop play a show here get some gas money and then we go to the next place essentially. Um, but like there's like all these show posters of like all these bands like Behemoth on the Demigod tour playing this little tiny room. You know, and it's like there's something to me that's just like because now you look at a band like Behemoth, you know they're they're doing like almost arenas so it's just like it's crazy to see that growth but like imagining a show like that in that little tiny room to me is like that's metal as fuck you know but, but like yeah the big shows are sweet because you get you know a big stage to run around on good sound for the most part um and like professionals working there that like you know stage hands help you load your gear in you know it's a it's just more professional. So like that's really cool, but they both have you know ups and downs.
0: For sure. Um, I think something was said about you having an inside scoop on what's the best fast food places to eat on tour.
2: Oh <laughs>
0: do you have an opinion? Uh, oh, on I mean this? like
1: I mean like the American embassy is always reliable, and that is McDonald's. That's just
0: true. The,
1: the worldwide American embassy um so if you you know sometimes with the guys we're like all right let's get get our paperwork done um but uh you know yeah especially especially in the usa in europe it's different um you don't eat nearly as much fast food um but in usa canada it's pretty much exclusively fast food um but like you know i don't think in my in my travels my personal favorite of you know eating completely unhealthy for like two months straight is probably like california mexican food california mexican food is like top tier it's pretty
0: legit it's
1: so good um you know texas barbecue is great too um but like yeah we've eaten you know literally we're like oh i've never heard of that place before let's go try that place or so yeah, I don't know. I'm a fat ass, so.
0: <laughs> Dude, understand? Honestly, I understand. Um, but what what are your tips for kind of staying a healthy on tour? On the other side of that coin.
1: I am the completely wrong guy to ask because I'm the I'm the I'm the idiot that like laughs at people that laughs at the guys for being healthy. Like I'm like ah, you're gonna fucking eat a protein bar? <laughs> I'm gonna eat a fucking Big Mac. And that I'm going to eventually die of a cardiac arrest. It's just the way it is. Um, But, you know, there are some times where it's like, okay, I need to eat a salad today. Or like, because I have like this crippling um, addiction to like desserts and pastries and stuff. So like on tour, uh, I have like a box of two by brownies with me almost at all times. Um, And that's, that's like, that's crack for me like so i like wake up just pop a couple brownies and i'm like okay i can start my day i don't drink coffee i don't you know so that for me is like my coffee so um they the guys know like pastries that kind of stuff i'm yeah i can't help myself i have zero restraint so sometimes it's it's really difficult for me personally to eat healthy just because i'm like ah whatever fuck it i'm gonna die anyway that's Let's enjoy this. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. Well, what other tips do you have for having a successful tour? that we'll just frame it more generally like that.
1: Um, and successful as a in musician. La- yeah. W- what would you consider success? Like coming home with money in your pocket.
0: I don't know if that's so much to do with like your behaviors on the road so much as the promotion of it right yeah i'm thinking more like things that your behaviors directly affect like yeah
1: relationships well, and for sure um,
0: fan relationships yeah you know like other bands
1: yeah like you know being cool and like easy to work with
0: Be cool, is man.
1: like yeah <laughs> exactly um you know is like the biggest savior in terms of like in the industry and you know people wanting to work with you again that that's like super important if like someone someone's like oh i need a guy to do this oh this guy was really good and he was cool so he's easy to easy to work with i'll link you up with him kind of deal um like that kind of networking is super important and like really knowing the people that you're touring with like in the band um really helps and touring you know helps with learning how to deal with people 24/7 right um it's just yeah you know try to be as healthy as you can like uh a couple of the guys in in heathen uh are like pretty much vegetarian um so they eat healthier which helps me eat healthier a little bit but like for the most part everyone i've ever toured with you know we uh, there's not much, we're not really big partiers, not really big, you know, like, we basically just like, after a show, you know, have a couple beers, and then like, just go to sleep or drive to the next spot, you know, there's, um so, for me, at least, it's just like, yeah, the eating is like, the number one thing I have difficulty with, personally, but, um, being successful, just, yeah, not ripping each other's heads off sometimes, you know, it's, uh, especially, you know, we, uh, when I just, uh, finished this Raider tour, we've all been friends for like ever, like really close friends. Um, and so like when you get close to people like that, uh, on that kind of level where it's like, you know, you go to each other's mom's house for Thanksgiving, you know, so you kind of have like this comfort with them to be a dick more so than, you know, someone you don't know, because, you know, it's like they know, they're like, they know I'm just being a dick right now because I'm in a bad mood so I can get away with it. So kind of trying to, you know, not do that and not take that for granted and just ruin friendships because, uh, you know, that happens. Right. So I don't know.
0: It's yeah. Tough. Yeah, for sure. Rewinding back a little bit, do you have any stories about people being not easy to work with? Like specific examples? Oh, for
1: sure. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to name drop. No and names. Stuff.
0: No names. Either. Um,
1: but there, I on there on. Let me think. There's been a couple tours where, like, there's been like someone in. One of the crews, that's just like, for me at least, or sometimes for the whole, you know, tour package, is like, oh my god, get this guy off of here. Because um, <laughs> uh, it's just like, you know, either someone's like complaining all the time, and like, oh, I didn't get enough sleep, or oh... These people can't understand me. I'm in a different country and there's a language barrier. I can't comprehend that. It's like dude. Don't yeah, be a whiner. <laughs> man. It's like it's like, you know, there's there's that kind of action sometimes um and there's just, you know, some people are just dicks, right? So it, you know, it you kind of okay, just so number to, like, 1,
0: number 1, don't whine. We got that. Yeah,
1: don't 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 whine. Don't be a bitch. We're all on tour, okay, we're all out here dealing with the exact same stuff. The ex- we're we're all not sleeping, we're all, you know, on edge of just living with each other for so long. We're all, you know, having to work every day, you know, do the same stuff. So like you whining about whatever that everyone else is dealing with, we're like, Yeah, dude, we know. You don't have to keep going on about it. It sucks. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, let's put on a show. It's, have fun like so yeah there, there's been a couple people like that that makes it kind of difficult but for the most part like the, the actual like you know pros that uh that are in that scene like that's what they live for right so it's just like they're it's super fun uh to like hang out with those guys that are like actual you know road dogs um because they're just in for whatever and like it, it makes the whole experience more fun and enjoyable than the people that are like, kind of like, oh, you know, I, I miss my bed. You know, it's like, yeah, we know we all do, but shut up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, that's an element of networking, too. Um, yeah. And you mentioned another example of networking virtually earlier, how you sent that message to Craig in. And, like, are there other examples of how you've messaged, like, how, have you, how you've used social media to network?
1: Oh, for sure. You know, I think anyone that plays in a smaller band has, you know, messaged their band for, like, you know, someone like, hey, you know, this is inspired by this album. You want to check it out? Um, so Is there
0: a way to do that without being annoying? Because I feel like every time so I get digital. a message like that, I'm annoyed. I'm always yeah. annoyed. Well, Even well, if I he, check it out and then I like it. Well, Kyle kind of did that to addition
2: annoying. to get into Heathen too, keep in mind. So
0: Right, right.
2: I would have thought that would be annoying too, but he seemed to have pulled it off. So
1: Yeah, I, I don't yeah, I literally like to get in, I was just sent a random message. Hey, if you need a guy, I try to always be like with everything. I always try to like be like 50% like serious, 50% like I don't give a flying fuck. So, like, yeah, I mean, like, dude, if you, if you if you need, like, if not, it's totally cool, like, <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Um, uh, but, like, I don't know. Um, I know, because I know, yeah, sometimes I get annoyed, and I'm like, I'm a nobody. And like, like, to me, I'm like, why are you sending me anything to check out? I guess I'm, like, the worst. I can't help you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I can barely help myself. So, <laughs> so it's like, but, you know people you know like the feedback people whatever i actually have a difficult time i don't really sit around listening to music too much anymore let alone checking out new music um because well quite frankly uh my phone uh doesn't have a headphone jack and i haven't gotten around getting uh the airpods or whatever that's the main reason i just don't you know i just so I I have like my old phone and that's my music phone that I just have Spotify on and everything downloaded and then I just it's like a basically just a fancy MP3 player at this point it's
0: it's it's uh, an iPod at this point
1: li- literally so it's like okay um and then like sometimes like if one of the guys will be like like uh Angelo from Raider just uh, the other day sent me this band called Moonlight Sorcery which is like this melodic black metal they're so
2: fucking good just gotta say that
1: yeah. Uh, he's, he's like, dude, you gotta check this out. You're gonna love it. And uh, I was like, I was like, okay. And then like a week later, I was like, hey, well, I'm like, I'm mentally ready to check this out. What was it called again? Yes, and then, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I need
0: that. I need like a week after the first mention, and then I'm like, okay. yeah,
1: like I'm like I like okay, I have time, whatever. I have like time to like sit down and listen to something, because like very rarely do I just have stuff playing in the background even anymore. Um, and like, even at home, I'm just always in and out of the house or I'm, I'm, you know, just doing stuff. Um, so I was like, okay, I got, I got like an hour of like nothing here. So I'm going to, you know, check out this band. And then I was like, okay, this is pretty sweet. Um, but I found like a, even like just on, on the road, there was a couple of sweet opening bands. Um, my favorite opening band, and I have no problem saying that because I'm an asshole. Uh, but my favorite opening band for Heathen is this band called Livewire from Australia. Um, I was I have never been so impressed by a local band in my life. They were so sick uh, it's like speed metal um, with like super sick high falsetto vocal like yeah, you know fucking just complete shredding the entire time and I was like, holy shit and then I you know listened to their record like the next day um. And I was like, the record sounds just like them live. Like, holy fuck, that's so cool. Um, and I've been, you know, kind of buddies with the guys ever since. Um, and uh, there's a couple of bands like that. But, you know, Livewire is just one example of, for, you know, how I found, you know, something new that I listen to regularly. regularly. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just like people send me something. I, tr- I always try to check it out at some point. But sometimes it just gets, you know, lost in the cracks or, and I feel bad. And I'm like, ah,
0: damn it. It happens. They're like,
1: hey, did you check this out? I'm like, oh, fuck. Because I know I've totally sent stuff to people. They're like, hey, let me know what you think of this or whatever. And I'm in that boat then. And then, you know, not hearing back, like, oh, they probably hated it or whatever. And it's like, in reality, (laughs) they never never even fucking clicked it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Whatever
0: man so much neuroticism under uh, amongst us musicians
1: yeah it's it's crazy like i've never seen people that simultaneously love and hate music more than musicians it's True. like True. it's it's weird it's like sometimes it's just like you know you're all in it and then there's there's other days where you're like i don't want to hear a single thing in any pitch at all <laughs>
0: podcast only skip the intro songs
1: yeah i like um honestly i don't even really i i don't even if i if i'm like not listening to music and stuff i'm probably just silence why silence is a big one um even on tour like if i'm like sleeping or hanging out in my bunk or something i rarely have like my headphones on i'm just like in silence um just because it's like different um cuz you know even like if i'm like doing something i'll like put something on or whatever but yeah silence has been a big one for me lately but uh, i i love uh you know documentaries or like whatever I put on like a a 3 hour youtube video on like some random uh the origins of dracula or something and that's kind of what i'm dealing with
0: yeah yeah <laughs> so let's move into talking a little bit about invicta um What's next for y'all? I think you have a tour coming up soon, right? Or um, yeah, have we any? have a couple
1: dates. Yeah, we have a couple days with uh, First Fragment in the states at yeah. at the end of November. Um, so Reef Reef and Steve are both. Reef is my drummer of Invicta, and Steve is my bass player. They are both uh filling in for the band Razor on their European tour with Destruction, um, in October. So, and then Jonah is also. Uh, he's a professional sound guy, and he's he's the front of house guy for uh, the band um, Protest the Hero. Sorry, um, and so they have like this big six week tour in the states in October, um, and then I have a couple of heathen dates. Um, so we're kind of all kind of, and then we could finally make something work. We were we were asked to do a few more shows than the four that we could than than the four that we're on, but we're just not here for it. So we were like, okay, yeah, let's do as many as we can. Um, so yeah, we're doing, I think, the 26th to the 29th, I believe, of November. Um, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Philly, New York, I think. Um, and then there's talks of possibly doing another tour in December with another band. I hope that comes to light. Um, my work is not going to enjoy me being gone again, but I don't care uh <laughs> but yeah gotta so, do what you
0: gotta do yeah
1: exactly and uh actually like when we had that little break there in the with the recording that was jonah my guitar player just called me um because he's been coming over like all the time you know we're, we're working on new, we just put out a new album March, but you know always working on new stuff so yeah. um so yeah basically that's what's up with invicta we're kind of all all over the place while simultaneously trying to work on new stuff and play shows. And it's kind of really hectic even before um, we were all doing these ventures with other bands and stuff. Um, it was always really difficult getting all four of us in the same room. Um, we all kind of are different schedules. I like for my job, I'm a, I'm a line cook. So I work usually evenings nights Um. Reef, he's an electrician, so he's, like, early mornings, days, we're um, like, 12-hour days, 14-hour uh, days. so
0: your schedules are, like...
1: Yeah, Jonah's a sound guy, so he works, like, all day, all night. And then Steve is a roofer, so he does, like, mornings and stuff. Um, and we all kind of, like, me and Jonah kind of live close, but Steve lives in Guelph, which is about a half hour, 40 minutes away. And then uh, uh, Reef, he uh, lives in Paisley, which is about two hours north. So it's it's always been really difficult getting all four of us in the room to do anything. Um, it's just uh, it's just what we've sure. been dealing with for the last yeah. you know few years, and this it's how we work, and you know we make it work. So
0: that's right. You got to make it work, and yeah. I think a lot of musicians struggle with um, you know if you don't have the drive to make it work, then you're not going to make it work. But yeah, that's, exactly. That's I think a key to keeping a band alive
1: yeah for sure and you know like uh, we haven't had any you know actual member changes or anything ever since like i kind of put the band together because when i just put the band together i just kind of got some dudes i knew to like play a couple shows to kind of like get the people in the scene because i was already in a couple bands at the time but get the people in the scene okay i'm starting another band kind of thing and then once i got these group of guys it's been the same since like I think like late 2017ish, I think. So Not bad for a couple local Not kids. bad,
0: not bad at all. Um I wanted to ask you, I know we're kind of running low on time here. Um but I wanted to ask you as a Canadian who's toured the States, can you offer any insight for Canadian bands who are trying to play shows in the States?
1: Um yeah, I mean the biggest one is the visa, uh, the visa is very expensive, and it's tough for, uh, you know, local-ish bands and stuff to. Do you
0: have to? Sorry, do you have to have like your dates booked before you can apply for the visa? Yes. Or okay. Uh,
1: well, yeah, you're supposed to. You're <laughs> you're supposed to have, you know, all your ducks in a row, before and then you're. essentially what you apply for is whatever dates you give them so when you do your application you try to get as many dates as possible in the future whether or not they happen or happen to get canceled is whatever but then you have the, the visa till that date regardless so uh yeah the visa is tough just because it's so expensive and a lot of people don't know um about like the musicians union that we have so uh like in canada in the states too it's the afm i think um but we have like the cfm which is the musicians union and we have a office just like in downtown kitchener here um which is really convenient for you know us in this area um and, uh, they, they help, you know, for an extra cost, uh, they help do the application for the visa and they have like all the paperwork streamlined and stuff. And then they kind of submit it on our behalf instead of us having to get a lawyer and whatever and pay lawyer probably fees. be more
0: expensive for a lawyer.
1: I, I would imagine. I don't actually know. I know my sister is also a musician and she had to do a lawyer thing, um, for when she had her visa, um and also had to pay like almost three grand for like a, a rush processing fee or something Ridiculous. Oh, yeah because that's a big
0: thing how much time are you supposed to um, how, long, how much yeah do you-
1: it's like you want they they tell you with most applications I find for whatever is like nine the standard 90 days is kind of like the standard of usually usually they get back to you in like 60 um and and usually, when you submit it like it's 60 days till like you know you kind of go because musicians procrastinate or artists procrastinate everything right so it's like you know you'll be bugging someone like hey like we need this paperwork or hey we need these dates or hey like we got this is coming up it's coming up and oh no i'll get to it i'll get to it and it's like oh shit like so it does get nerve-wracking where it's like i'm i'm going to the states in a couple of days and i still haven't had my like application fee or like application like approved so then it's like you know it's kind of nightmarish situation because you know you don't want to cross the border without a visa um could because that is also very scary doing that um and uh it's i wouldn't recommend anyone do that just because if you get caught you're like banned from the states for like at least 10 years or something
0: oh my gosh
1: yeah so how about tips for the border
0: crossing to help it be smoother sorry Said, how about tips for the border crossing to make it smoother
1: um border crossing um i find honestly when i'm in the driver's seat it goes by really quick because i put on like this customer service voice and i kind of just like don't take it seriously um you know i just i like board, drive up to the border garden hey how's it doing man you know and just like <laughs> everyone else is always like oh you know like oh it's like they're in trouble right, so or something. their stress is just yeah they're so out of their stressed pores. out they're so stressed out and then you know sometimes whatever most of the time the border people are like okay sometimes you know they go on power trips right but like uh most of the time they're pretty cool they're just kind of like so like how long are you gonna be in the states for well, you know, these are the dates. This is everything. You just mel- want to make sure you have all your paperwork in line. Um, obviously, don't bring drugs <laughs> across the border with you. To t- always do a
2: um, find
0: somebody across the border to it, to talk to. Yeah, you,
2: shocking you even have to say that to be honest. But yeah, it is. But you do you do have to say it
1: because if you, the the one time you don't say it is someone will forget something.
2: It's amazing.
1: It's it's you know, it's, it's, it's crazy, so it's just, like, everyone's, like, good, I don't even smoke weed or anything, so, like, I, I'm always the guy being, like, all right, guys, you guys got your, rid of your shit, because I don't want to have to deal with your bullshit, you know, um, so, uh, yeah, you know, obviously that, and just, yeah, like, it's so simple, if you have all of your stuff professionally kind of laid out, um, and, like, no shenanigans, you know, Don't give, uh, don't give them a reason to give you a hard time, right? Like, it's, it's like that for any border crossing, really. It's just like, you know, just be polite, be, yeah, okay, be easy to work with, and then boom, you're like, okay, I'm gonna cross the border five minutes later, whatever. It's pretty simple. I actually find that most of the time coming back into Canada, I have the most trouble. Really? Yeah, and I right. don't know why, because like, what are you gonna do? Refuse me back? Like that? You can't do that. But like, <laughs> but like, it 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 always seems like it's the most like the only time we ever like had to get out and like they had to like search our like vehicles and stuff is always getting back into Canada and stuff. And we're like, okay, like you're not gonna find anything because we don't have anything, you know. Um, but you know they're they're just doing their job, right? And you gotta you gotta always remember that.
0: Yep because it's
1: easy it's easier to go oh this guy's being a fucking dick dude and it's like yeah you know he's just just doing his job you know sometimes a little bit too much oh wow
0: yeah um i think that's about all we have time for curtis do you have uh any final questions for our friend kyle here
2: probably nothing that's not going to take a while so uh we probably will probably will have to have him back at some point in the next few months
0: of course i mean anytime, kyle all right. Uh, anything you want to um, promote here in the last segment, Kyle?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, well, anyone that doesn't know Invicta or whatever, check out the new album, Triumph and Torment. Um, uh, Heathen has some show, a couple shows in California lined up in October. Go check out those dates. Um, and they're also planning new dates. I think. I don't know. I kind of just go with the flow um invicta has those four shows in november go check those out oh what happened to my thing
0: your camera turned off
1: well this is the best time for it to turn off if any time oh (laughs) yeah i don't know what happened (laughs) oh well anyway yeah that's it (laughs)
0: okay well awesome thanks so much for coming on kyle and everyone listening thank you for listening and until next time make like a bull and throw those horns out If you enjoyed this podcast, please help spread the word by following or subscribing to us, recommending it to your friends, or leaving us a review on your platform of choice. Thank you for listening to Heavy Business, brought to you by C Squared Music.